drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Eric Oakery, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Before we get swim rolling, let me fill up your glass real quick. Drink it in, man. Double-sided cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! And you're probably going to need it because, I mean, there, there's no sense of, of buttering this up or telling you about what happened in the first quarter, or what happened to, to our secondary, or who scored touchdowns, or how Chops' boy Jared Goff was throwing wobbly spirals, some to the other team. Chops, I know you're on the other end of the line. Everybody knows who you are. You're the guy on the show that whoops it up and does crazy things. There's only one thing to talk about this week, and we all know what it is. The Lions getting screwed, getting done by the NFL in Dallas again. What's going on, buddy? Uh, Oakry, I've had 48 hours to try to calm down and I'm still not calm. Okay. Uh, we, I'm ramped up. There was a nice intro by you and I immediately like, it's just started getting me bubbling again. The blood is boiling. We're going to break down the whole play. But no, we're not going to break down nothing today. We're going to go in a little bit here, a little bit there, but it's all going to be about the screw job times two in Dallas screwed again. In the D, not we will Detroit. get, we will get gimmicks in. We will serve up positive Kool Aid, but we're spending the whole first segment on the final play when the Detroit Lions won the football game on what was such a genius move on so many levels by Ben Genius and Dan freaking Campbell. Ben Johnson, I love you. And this is why, Chops, these guys, we've been saying on the pod, they set things up. They do things on purpose. So the Detroit Lions drove down the field, took, you know, went down one. You knew Dan freaking Campbell, the alpha of all alpha males, is going for two. And what do they do? They dial up this play that they've had cooking for who knows how long. They send two tackles over to the ref. Taylor Decker says, I'm reporting. Then they have Dan Skipper run on like he normally would when he's in other games playing a eligible jumbo tight end. But he does not say anything to the referee. Three people by the referee. One person reports. That person then catches the football, whether it be wobbly spiral or not from Jared Goff, to win the football game. This was tactical. This was perfectly executed. This was smart. And the only person that screwed it up 
was the main zebra. And I'm telling you right now, this was on purpose. He heard, he saw the man in front of him. 68 looks nothing like 7-0. He said 7-0 on purpose. He told the defense. And then there's just so much to get into with this. Chops, did I lay it out right or what? We tactically drew this up in the dirt, told them ahead of time, did it perfectly. They screwed it up. Then they penalized us. And then uh, Dan freaking Campbell, uh, does he, he's got his teams back. He's going for it. He's going to try to win this game and get out of Dallas with a dub ski because he knows nobody else is going to do it for him. I need yeah, a breath. Okay, let me, let me, let me get in here. Let me get in here and call me down. Take a breath, buddy. Take a breath. Uh, listen, <sighs> look, uh, look, it, it, does it make you feel any better that the hashtag golf train took the ball with a minute 41 left when the chips were down, the stakes were down, we're down by seven. We got to, we got to score. We hold them to a field goal. We got time to come down. And what does the golf train do? Picks away the defense first down, first down, first down, Woo! down in there, down That's in there, like first and goal down to it. And, you know, despite all that, oh, draw up the great play, score the touchdown, you know, and then, uh, you know, Amon Ra gets the touchdown. And then, of course, like you just laid out, I'm not going to go through it all again, draws up this a beautiful play, executed perfectly. The thing that gets me really fired up, Okri, is everybody who needed to know this was the play knew this was the play. Dan freaking Campbell showed the script to the officials ahead of the game. Guys, this is what we are going to do. Of course, there's going to be a little scheme uh you know gamesmanship with other guys walking in the direction of the official because we're not just going to send the guy who's going to catch the ball right to the official and make it blatantly obvious but they told them that ahead of time this is what we are doing this is the play it's on paper jared goff is shown on video pull telling decker go over there and report <laughs> everything is on video evidence this is a flat out screw job the fix was in. Brad Allen was in on it. He's probably got Jerry Jones on speed dial. Hey, guys, I really would love to host another game here in the, in the Jerry world here for the playoffs. And, you know, this could be one of Thomas or and this. I don't want to go to Detroit. Let's so get him over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you, Jerry. I got you, Jerry. Yeah, we'll, say, we'll, we'll pull some bullet bullets in. Total ridiculousness. Okay? Absolutely unacceptable. The fix was in. Folks, if you haven't had a chance to click on what we shared on Twitter, the DKC Select, you get four minutes of me absolutely losing my mind uncensored unedited full of explicits we're not going to do that on the show yes we're going to give you the kool-aid yes we're going to give you the passion there will be no swear words in here all things may or may not be bleeped out if they happen <laughs> but if you want to hear the real deal live right after the play happened it was like one in the morning i'm still pacing the house i'm running around outside i'm so freaking ticked off i couldn't settle down i just go bananas oh the fix was in, Okri. What else can I say, man? What else? Now, Chops, you take a breath because I got to I gotta now address the bula bula from you that the only part you brought up about your quarterback was the good last drive. You didn't mention the two times he threw the ball to the other team or the all fact right, that he right, struggled right. during this football game. I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's about as crooked as Brad Allen trying to prop your boy up when he only had really one good drive in the football game. But, but I got to get back to the Zebras because here's the thing. If you just go back and look, two guys walk up very close to the main Zebra. One says... 
report or I'm reporting. He even brushes his chest, which is the universal signal for uh, eligible. I'm an eligible receiver. Dan Skipper is 10 to 15 yards away. (laughs) This official decided that he was going to assume we all know what happens when you do that. Uh, that oh oh I got you yeah I, I, that guy's running on just uh, like I've seen it in other games. I'm just gonna make up what's happening instead of listening. So that's first and foremost. Dan Skipper never talked to the referee at all. You can see that on film. The only one that moved his mouth over in this huddle was Taylor Decker. So that that's also on the video footage. No one ever made a signal other than Taylor Decker that he was an eligible type player. And Chop's like, why can't these people just admit they screwed up? He didn't admit it after the fact. He's still penalized. He didn't uh, admit it after the football game. Why can we not just replay the down from yard two? And I know people are saying, oh, well then, you know, what what do you think? Ben Genius doesn't have another two-point brilliant play that he could draw up if you give us a fair shot? No, you're going to move us back and move us up. You're going to move us around. Like, there were so many ways this could have happened. Or just at the end of the game, when you're interviewed by one reporter, like the coward that you are, you don't just say, I heard wrong. I made a mistake. I probably cost, or I did cost the Detroit Lions a football game. All their fans know it. Everybody that's watching knows it. Every talking head knows it, except the stooge referee that's on ESPN saying, well, it looks like a mistake, but it's also the Lions' fault because they weren't blatant or because they didn't do this. or they. It's on the team. How, how is it on the team when we told you ahead of time we did it perfectly? The only person that was wrong in this whole scenario is the officials. So... Chops, there's so much we could talk about, but you should have they should have redone the play. Everybody knows it's BS. Like, don't give me this boola boola garbage where it's like, oh, but you could have done this in the second quarter. Oh, one play doesn't cost you a football game. I mean, Dan Campbell was crumpling up papers, throwing out his gum in the post game. He says he's on rocket fuel, he's got octane, whatever he said. I mean, of course he's gonna play the alpha again, like I said earlier. Hey, we'll see these guys in a couple weeks. I hate losing. We should have won that football game. And, and Chops, let me throw this back to you. Why are these multi-millionaires, especially owners, billionaires, scared of the NFL fining them? What's the ultimate fine that a Sheila Hamp could get for just going off? Like 100000 she carries that around in her purse. Like, what's what's Dan Campbell gonna get? Oh, here's a here's a seventy five thousand dollar fine for it. just going off and breaking the podium after the game. Like, I'm pretty sure that the owner's gonna take up for you, or this is gonna be pocket change. So the fact the NFL has all these players so worried about a little fine, yeah, I'm not trying to spend their money. But I'm also noticed if somebody, if I wanted to really go off on somebody, it was going to cost me $5 and I felt it was worth it, I'd probably do it. And that's what it's equivalent to in the NFL. So I don't know why people are scared. We got screwed. I laid out why. Yes, this cost them the football game. It cost them the number two seed. It probably cost them two home playoff games. Now we got to go back to Conspiracy Island there in Dallas, probably to whoop their candy ass in the playoffs. Like so much happened because of this. And I'm hearing people say, just get over it. Oh, it happens. Oh, like Peter Schrager had the audacity to say, oh, it just happened. You got the rest of the season. Hey, 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 Bumsky McGee, we got one game left and it had huge playoff implications. Chops, I need another breath. Either serve up some Kool-Aid, let me play some drops or, or go on your own rant for a minute. 
Uh, okay, listen, I'm going to continue. We got to go back and forth. We got to give you some Kool-Aid. So listen, uh, I'm going to take a break from the part that we all know we want to talk about more. I want to, I want to, uh, you want something that's going to cheer you up a little bit, Okri. Someone's going to cheer you up. I'm going to need you to hit the sombra. Yes. Guess who got unleashed during this game and it's totally overshadowed. Play the drop. Unleash Hutch. Come on, Dan Campbell. I want to hear you say it too. After the dance. Hutch. I'm ready to unleash Hutch. That's right, Dan Campbell. Hutch was absolutely unleashed in this game. Five tackles, three sacks, four tackles for a loss, five QB hits. The guy went off, and it's, you know, it's totally overshadowed by what happened at the end of the game, but Hutch was an absolute animal in this game. Cam Sutton balled out 10 solo tackles, another tackle for a loss. Dude, he was all over the field. The defense stepped up when we needed it to. And again, leading up to that game-winning drive, and again, people, I'm still going to call it a game-winning drive because it was a game-winning drive. I don't want to hear any nonsense about us being 11 and five or whatever, because in my mind, we are still 12 and four, not 11 and five. So it was the game winning drive, but leading up to the game winning drive, the defense needed to step up and we needed to hold them to three. And they did. We did what we needed to do. We got, we got him after a bad interception by Jared Goff. Yes, you, I will. I will take that and understand that we it was a bad throw. We put him in terrible field position. And again, if Dallas knew anything of how to run a run time off the clock or had any kind of clock management, they would have had that thing down to way less than what they gave us. But with the defense stepped up and held him to three points and still had a minute 41 left. So, man, it's so hard to like stay positive and find good stuff, but there was good stuff. And then it all just gets flushed down the toilet because of one guy and his decision to screw us over. It's just ridiculous. And again, I'm, you know what? Now I'm going to fire it back up because to your point, during the pool report, he's making no sense on anything that he says. Well, uh, number 70 had been reporting all game. No, knucklehead. He reported once earlier in the game. One time. Once. Not all game. I don't want to hear it. Total malarkey. So, Brad Allen, you are ridiculous. You knew you didn't, you wanted to screw us over. Okay. The fix was in. This is not some accident. And again, I don't understand why can the NFL not just say we screwed up? Why I know it doesn't change the outcome, but at least you can come out and say, come out in the pool report. Hey, you know what? I had a chance to review this. You're absolutely right. 68 did report. It was my mistake. I called it out. I notified the defense incorrectly. The flag should not have been thrown. You know, sorry. Here's your here's your apology to Sheila Hampford. And, you know, call it a day. But no, they got to double down. And then they got to blame it on other things. Well, you know, when it was announced over the allowed speaker, the Lions should have been paying enough attention to know that I said 70 and not 60. The Lions should have known that I'm a freaking moron. And I can't <laughs> tell a 7-0 versus a 6 Hey, no, it's no one else's responsibility. We laid the play out for you. We ran into the play. We executed the play. The quarterback told the guy to report. He reported. He swiped his, his jersey. It's all on film, you jerk. Brad Allen, you screwed up. NFL officiating, you suck. NFL, you screwed up. Own it. 
Don't blame the Lions. Don't say they should have kicked a field goal early in the game to get you three points. And I don't even want to get started on all these other idiots that decide they want to say other stuff and find other reasons why the Lions, what they could have done differently, should have. No, we Hmm. won this game, plain and simple. We won it. You stole it. Chops, back to your positive Kool-Aid. Unleash. That's a triple, four TFLs, a bunch of other plays. You also mentioned Cam Sutton in that diatribe of yours, saying how great he played. I mean, I like the player. I like his leadership. I'm glad he's on our team, but I'm looking at CeeDee Lamb going for 227 and a deep tug. Um, sounds like him and the rest of our, our, our corners and DBs got roasted, toasted, and extra crispy all day long, if you ask me. But, I mean... Gosh, you hit on so much there. To me, it just comes back to, like, how does this happen again in Dallas? How does this happen on the final play? How is this so blatant that you're not listening to the people? You're just making up assumptions. It almost like he took glory. He was excited. If you go back and watch the footage on TV... He's telling Dan Campbell what he saw or what he assumed. Dan Campbell's saying, no, I wrote this on paper. I told your cronies. I told you we ran it perfectly and you still couldn't get it right. And the guy had a little smile on his face, just like, oh man, my, uh, you know, I'm sure Jarrah's going to be happy with me or man, this might help my, uh, you know, bank account on the back end. Like to me, it was just so blatant. It was like a, it was almost like Dan Campbell showed it to him and he put this in his back pocket of like, okay, I'll wait till something crucial happens in the game. And then, you know, when they run this, I'll just pretend I didn't, I didn't remember. And, and that'll be my out because there's really nothing difficult about this. I mean, again, the play worked so perfectly. I, I could care less if you told Dallas who it was. As long as you let us do it as it was drawn up, I'm totally cool with the play, the execution, everything. So, yeah, man, like, like you said, the whole doubling down. And, again, don't be that Lions fan that's holier than thou that's like, oh, well, um, you know, this is SOL thinking, blaming the refs. Yes, I'm going to blame the refs when one play that would have given us the... Now, could Dallas have went down the field and kicked a deep field goal? Maybe. I would love to have given them that opportunity instead of taking it off the scoreboard for us. I would love you not to move us backwards and act like we did something wrong when you were the one that screwed up. I mean, and again, if this had no playoff implications... Not as big of a deal. If this didn't mean maybe another home playoff game for the fans, the loyal, diehard Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers of Detroit, eh, I let it slide. But because it's in Dallas, because this crooked ref, because it was so blatant on so many levels, and then the fact that you don't even have the... You know, you don't even have the integrity to come out and really make us chops. Before we got on this pod, the NFL put out like a high school quality PowerPoint with Bula Bula video with horrible graphics trying to explain this. That's just even more embarrassing. A billion multi hundreds of billions of dollar industry has part time refs that are wannabe lawyers, and then they have some tchotchke that's over there working powerpoint from 2003 trying to show you why this wasn't reported properly what teams need to do to be compliant like it's just getting worse and worse for the national football league so i don't know what else there is to say about it they stole the game from us the nfl does detroit again um yes Derek barnes you should have made that safety yes we shouldn't give up 200 to cd 
J-Mo fast with a deep ball. Gotta love it. Mike McCarthy's a chubby corporate stooge that just like says whatever the boss wants and is just an embarrassment to coaching. And, and yeah, that final drive was incredible. I even said before we got it, I'm like, let's go down, score, get a two-point, win this ball game. What did Jared Goff, Amon Ra, uh, you know, I can't even do the, the gimmick right because I'm so fired up right now. Amon Ra. Like, what did he do? Get to the end zone. What did Demo do early score? What was Gibby doing? Doing his thing. And it's all taken from us on one play, the final play of the football game. Like, just so ridiculous on so many levels, man. So we tried to give the people what they wanted, man. I really got nothing else to say on it. It's it's pretty clear as day what happened. And, uh, like, all I want now is for all of Dan Campbell's bravado to come true, which is we go... Whoop up on the Vikings, which we'll talk about here in a bit. We win that home playoff game. Again, I'm so fired up right now. Bring Matt Stafford here. Let's put him in a body bag and get that dubski. And then let's go to Dallas. Like, even get Brad Allen on the crew. Put him put him back as the referee and let's go win it. Let's go beat them by double digits uh, in, in round two of the playoffs. That's how I feel right now. Yeah, okay. It's Again, I you know, I know you say that. I know you say I've said what I said, but man, I still have so much more. I mean, I feel like we could go on and on and on about this. Like this is the biggest NFL story of the weekend. Um, And it's just, it's just so frustrating, man. Like, you know, after the game, like, you know, Hey, shout out to Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark for going on ESPN. And I, I mean, it felt like they were on for an hour talking about, this and this and this Ryan Clark gets out on the video and he's like breaking it down. Like, look, here's Jared Goff showing him Decker sending Decker over. Here's Dan Campbell at the podium talking about how he laid the play out. Here's this, here's that. Like those two guys. I mean, again, you know that ESPN is bought and paid for by the NFL and shout out to those two guys for having the cojones to just come out and just uh, go at them. Like, you know, the Lions did what they had, what they could do, what they had to do. Um, oh, by the way, hashtag what Choppy said on the pod last week. I said we would be down late, and when the chips were down, the stakes were out, we would drive the field, score a touchdown, and win the game. Well, guess what, people? That's what happened. Hashtag what Choppy said. And then the NFL said, ah, ah. And Brad Allen said, Woo, I'm going to make me some money here, Mr. Jerry. And we got screwed, okay? So, Chops. again, I could go on and on. And Oakry, I, I – this is a big deal. This is going to cost the Detroit Lions millions of dollars in another home playoff game. This is going to cost the fans who live in Michigan and can't travel out to all these games another opportunity to see their team at home. This is going to cost you and me another tailgate because guess what? The Eagles lost on Sunday, which made it even worse because we would have been locked into the number two seed with the potential to get the number one seed when San Francisco loses to the Rams next week because they're resting all their players. We could have locked in the number one seed. We could have been riding home in Ford Field all the way to Vegas. But instead, this crap happens. And instead of getting the Cowboys at home, now we got to go back out to Jerry World, and I can't go to that game. But you know what? I would have been at Ford Field. So screw you, NFL. 
You mess with the fans. You mess with our organization. This is the brand new Lions, and we're not going to sit back and take it. It's ridiculous. So props to everybody who was on Twitter shouting out at the NFL, shouting out at the officiating. Props to the people on ESPN. I mean, at one point, the, the showrunner for Scott had to come out to Scott Van Pelt, whisper to him, hey, let's move on. We got to move on. And he was like, ah, ah. He goes, I'm going to give Brad, Brad, uh, Dan, I'm going to give Dan Campbell. I'm so fired up. I can't even talk. I'm going to give Dan Campbell props because I would have been slamming over podiums and throwing things. He's like, how is that guy remaining so calm? I'd be losing my mind. I mean, you know, again, Jared Goff comes out, consummate professional. Well, you know, of course he says what he's supposed to say. He's going to stay calm. He's going to say we should have executed other things. But what they're really saying in the locker room is we got screwed by the NFL. Screw you, NFL. Now we're going to go back. We're going on rocket fuel. And this is going to fuel our way all the way to the damn Super Bowl. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, man, you, you hit it right there. Like, I, I, you were, you were going crazy via text and, and like I said, you dropped the, the DKC select. Uh, I was trying to calm you down because I, I, you know, again, I, I can't go through it too much more because I'm already getting upset again. But like, I was so fired up after the two point. I was holler, run around the house. And then, like, if you hear the Dan Miller audio, he was going absolutely insane about how great this was by Ben Johnson and how this was an incredible play and, and, and Taylor Decker getting all this love for a guy that's been here all these years to get the dub. And then you just hear, is there a flag down? Like 30 seconds later, and that's how I felt. I already done laps around the house. I'd thrown my hat. I was going crazy. This was a huge dub ski, as we called it. And they take it from us in the most ridiculous fashion. You know, there's no accountability for any of these people. I was up till 3 a.m. listening to Jeff Rieger on 97.1 because I I think his voice is entertaining. He makes me laugh. And he was he was just saying how this was just so wrong on so many levels and just tick calls till 3 a.m. And I was just too fired up to go to sleep. So, I mean, again, it's one football game. But it's a big football game. And all the reasons you just mentioned. Don't take another home playoff game from us. Don't take money out of Detroit's pocket. Don't you know try to mess with the brand new Lions. Because Matt Stafford would have got up to the podium and said, I got no comment. Um, you know, We're, we're just going to keep playing. And, and the fact that there's even a little pushback from Dan Campbell and company. Um, you know, I hope they just go light people up now and have no remorse, no mercy, no nothing, because that's what the brand new Lions would do rather than just take it, say, thank you. Uh, can I have another? And, and don't worry, just give it to Dallas again next year. No, we're, we're, we're done with that. Again, Chuck, my buddy, we're going back and forth on the text. Chuck's trying to blame us because he said we got greedy. Then he tried to say the, the call was correct. He has no idea what he's talking about on any of this. He's just a Dallas slap that was like happy his team. Team one, congratulations. They gifted you a win when Detroit earned it. We took it at the end of the game. And, and the fact that Chuck would even just not acknowledge it as well just drove me absolutely insane. I think I had to put his text on silent because like, I can't hear this Cowboy fan tell me how they did the correct thing. Oh, you, you got what you deserved because you went for two. We went and won the football game is what we did. So it was, it was a rough night on so many levels. Chop, chop. I think we need to... Oh, I need to take a breath. I think we need to like whoop up about our Michigan Wolverines being a national championship. I think we got to tell people why it's going to be so crazy for our playoff stone cold Dan Campbell tailgate that we're working on. Barely talk about this Minnesota game because we're going to put it on them and then see what happens. 
but uh, we'll give a score prediction on that, calm ourselves down a little bit, and then get ready for playoff football in Detroit. What do you guys say about that, man? Yeah, you're right, O'Cree. And you, may, you know, I, the last thing I want to add about that is you, you did, you made a good point there. So Dan Campbell and Jared Goff found their ways to take shots and, uh, you know, stay calm but still take some jabs there. Like, you know, Goff just looking at him and go, "I can tell you this is what happened. I can tell you this is what happened." Only one guy reported. Sixty-eight reported. That been like just, you know, and you know, Dan Campbell like. Pacing up and down, and then he gets a little snippet. You know, what would you be, Dan or or Dave? It was just, you know, it was was just great. So they found their ways. They didn't just take it. Um, You know, I didn't see if uh, if the Hamp came out and said something, but again, she's probably just letting it be. And and Dan and Brad are probably just kind of telling her, hey, like let's move on, let's use it as fuel. But uh, we didn't just sit sit back and you know, like you said, uh, Stafford stand at the podium. You know, real quick, you know, Brad always open for business. Holmes rubbing those meat hooks together, ready to go. You know, he's like ready to bear hug someone and throw him up against the wall like he did, uh, like he did Rod Wood in the draft room. I mean, you know, he's ready to rumble. Yeah, he's always down. You know that for sure, man. And I wouldn't mess with that guy either. He's. He's, uh, you know, he, he, I think he could probably pick you up with the meat hooks and lift you up for the, uh, the big old power slam, um, you know, get you up over the, over the top and slam you down to the mat. Uh, so I ain't messing with that guy. He's always open for business. You know that. So yeah, let's, uh, let's take a break. Let's, let's, uh, you know, again, the segment went long. Thank you people. But, uh, Let's let's take a break. Let's get some Kool-Aid. Let's talk about the future. Um, we still got a lot of great things to talk about, a lot of great things for this Lions team to do here in the next couple of weeks. And, um, you know, let's take a break, and uh, we'll go from there. Chops, the Lions got screwed in Dallas. Everybody with two eyes knows it. We're chalking that up as a dubski for the Lions. And, uh, and that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up. More on that in a minute, everybody. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Um, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league. But it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO, 
please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Kool-Aid drinkers are back. I've taken a few breaths. I've calmed down. Me and Chops have continued to yell at each other during the break. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. We're a little fired up this week. We got a victory stolen from us in Dallas. Tell me if that sounds familiar. But we're moving forward just like Dan freaking Campbell and company. Um, but rather than shout outs and all this craziness, again, a lot of you hit me up on the Kool-Aid hotline. This is crazy. We got robbed. Fixes in. All that stuff was great. I tried to get back to as many people as I could. Um, but Choppy, we got a couple things we got to get into and, uh, we got to whoop the people up about what's going on playoff tailgate weekend. But before we get to that, I'm going to cut you off. Cause I know like your whole gimmick is you're probably going to come in here all humble and be like, Oh, what a, what a great matchup I had in the championship. You did a lot of talking. <laughs> you said you, you thought you had it wrapped up. And then my boy Kneecaps and Helmets took you out in a DKC Fantasy League Championship. Uh, you know, it's probably not right of me to say I loved it, but when I looked over at the score and saw that you were on the lower end of the two scores, I, a smile might have come across my face, I ain't gonna lie, because you did sleep through the draft and you beat me twice and, and a whole bunch of other bula bula. So I'm just gonna stop that right now if you thought you were gonna come in here and, and thank everybody and say how great it was rather than brag like you have the last couple of weeks. So did I kind of cut you off at the pass there? Is that probably where you were going first? No, nah, looks and I was going to come in and say uh, that hey, second place is the first loser. So oh, that's, that is you know, true. Second place, second place means nothing to me. It's it's uh, you know, tip the cap like Shouldn't you know, great nothing. season kneecaps and helmets, fine. <laughs> um, you know, because I have class. Woo! I have class. Sorry. Woo! But uh, listen, yeah, Woo! no, man, I was uh, the team came a little short. If you if you look at the uh, biggest fall or shortfall projections it was my team we fell flat in the finals uh you know total <laughs> bummer after having a, a nice run but uh hey he won the regular season won the championship tip my cap nice job kneecaps and helmets trevor <laughs> but uh hey watch your ass next year because i'll be coming for you hey chops i have a hashtag for that game Woo! Hashtag liking. <laughs> Woo! all right yeah, what, what, I, else, I what else we got to talk about i could rub it in all I, day on you buddy yeah, yeah, I bet you do, buddy. Hey, hey, at least I was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I've won it before, just, just so you know, the, the inaugural winner. But hey, but nobody wants to hear about our fantasy league. I just had to get a couple free shots in on you because you've done that consistently across the uh, the pods here. Chops, do, do we talk about the Michigan Wolverines in the national championship game for a little levity? Or do we just get oh. right into playoff tailgates for the Lions? Nah, I think we got to talk about some Michigan Wolverines, people. Listen, the, the Michigan game last night, uh, or, or Monday night was the uh, man. It's the only thing that kept me going after this Lions game because I was not in a good mood after we got hosed on Saturday night. So for my Michigan Wolverines to come in and take care, uh, take care of the uh, Bama, and you know, so, so Twitter was all all the all the Buckeye and Sparty fans. Ah, oh, roll tide and eh, go roll yourself. All right, Michigan took care of business. It took overtime. But again, your boy and my boy, J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum, when we needed it most, came up. They showed up. They balled out. And we are Rose Bowl champs, and we are heading to Houston, baby.
used to love playing that drop for Benny Blades when me and him did the show and he was going on and on about the U and this and that. I would just drop that on him and remind him who the winningest program of college football is. Yeah, now you know as well, Nick Saban. Um, it was incredible. You know, me and you, um, crazy. But that was like, I, I dubbed it as the biggest game of my lifetime. Again, I... I uh, I was so hyped for it. Me and you were going back and forth. It started rocky. It was a crazy football game, an instant classic at the Rose Bowl, as I as I dubbed it, and everybody saw with their own two eyes. They hung in there. They fight. They don't get um, flustered by anything. And to get that win in that setting with this team, um, it, it was just one of the better sports moments of my life no question obviously there's one more to get but that one was special on so many levels so as you said that was a big pick me up I know there were people that were even like going into that game just pissed and down and just all because of this bula that happened with the Lions but like it was such an incredible college football game on and uh, just so glad I got to watch it drink that one in man it was uh it was tremendous drink it in man yeah, a little little bit of blue Kool-Aid with a, a little maize in blue Kool-Aid, not uh, not the Honolulu blue Kool-Aid, but just a fantastic game. Anytime you can see Nick Saban crying in his in his uh, coffee after the game, it's great. Uh, and hey, listen, you know they're the powerhouse. Uh, you know they've they've been they've been there, and it was great to see a Big Ten team uh, beat an SEC team to move on to the championship game. And now we'll be it'll be two big 10 teams facing each other. Cause you know, that's where Washington's going to be next year. So great for, uh, for some lo- non sec love with college football. And uh, again, Michigan versus everybody. And next week, everybody equals Washington. And shops. If we're talking college ball, if we're talking Wolverines, I got to remind the people of this. Hey, listen, Ohio state sucks. <laughs> Ohio State is vanquished. Exactly. Well, it's been about 1,500, 2,000 days, whatever the clock is up to at this point. Chops, let's let's uh, let's let's just say go blue for all those Michigan fans out there that are listening. All the rest of you need to root on these Wolverines too in the championship. But chops, the the people here who are listening to the pod, they loving our rants early. They they want to hear what else we got in the bag, and I think the biggest thing we got for them because we're not going to spend too much time on this Minnesota Week 18. Maybe we get the two seed, whatever. We let the people know about the 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 preparations that are going in with our crazy schedules. But we are so hyped for a playoff tailgate. In Detroit, I mean, we got the spot. I'm working on some Stone Cold Dan Campbell themes. We're going to have shirts. We're going to have signs. We're going to have championship belts. We're going to have music. There'll be Kool-Aid and cornbread. You know, the grill is going to be going. I mean, we're trying to make some big plans if all comes together well. So I think you need to let everybody know where this is going to be. They need to come check us out. We had so much fun last time hollering at people. We always have fun at the tailgates getting after it. And we'll be there when the sun comes up, I'm sure. Yeah, Okri, look, we're going to be in the exact same spot that we were for the home opener, right? I think it's kind of fitting. Like we opened the season uh, at this with the tailgate at this lot. And we're going to uh, open up the playoffs in the same lot doing some of the same crazy stuff. So we're going to be right off of Cass Avenue uh, between Columbia and Elizabeth, right across from bookies. 
Um, you know the spot. We're going to be right in the dead center of the lot, meeting with the people. Um, look, we're going to be serving some Kool-Aid. We're going to be serving some cornbread. Um, we're going to be making new friends. We're going to be hanging with old friends. So I encourage everybody who is excited for this playoff game and looking for a place to party to uh, come by, see the Kool-Aid cast. You know we're going to have signs. You know we're going to have jerseys. You know we're going to have swag. You know we're going to have gimmicks going. We're going to tell you all about those. But uh, swing by the lot there on Cass Ave. It's 2021 Cass Ave lot. Come see us at the DKC tailgate party. Because, Chops, we do it for the people. And the people consist of the millions. So, so basically, like, if you don't have a spot, if you're not at the Eastern Mark or wherever all your normal tailgates are, like, this is a lot probably holds probably 100, 200, I don't even know, huge lot, tons of spots. So um, easy to get in, easy to get out. Um, we, we love it if some of the diehard listeners of the show would come by. Uh, park next to us, park around, come hang out. Uh, we were throwing uh, Kool-Aids to people, uh, waiting in line for stuff. We were we were serving up cornbread. Um, it was just tons of fun for the home opener, and that, that's our game plan for this one as well. Still TBD, if you ask me, but we'll see. It's going to be incredible because uh, we'll get it together. Me and Chops always do, regardless of how busy we are. So that's the game plan. We want to let everybody know you can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. That's D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Uh, shoot me a DM or say what's up and and let me know if you want to be in that area. You can also find Chops at Chops in the D. And uh, we'll try to hit some of you up as well that uh, we've, we've communicated with in the past and see if we can figure out some game plans. So um, biggest game probably in Detroit sports history, um, you know, since those Stanley Cup games back in the day. But uh, it's about to get real crazy for a Lions home playoff game. I know that for sure. Yeah, okay, we, don't, we don't know if it's Saturday, Sunday, or Monday yet, but we will find out uh, after the games are completed this week. So we don't know the op- opponent um, I think that's kind of where we're going to move into here is let's talk about some different playoff scenarios. Uh, but the tailgate is going to be bumping. It doesn't matter the day. It doesn't matter the opponent. You know we're going to be set up. You know we're going to be playing music. Um, you know, we've been known to dress in costumes uh, for different <laughs> games. We've been known to do some gimmicks. We've been brother, known brother. to serve up actual kool-aid to fans. Um, accepted some kool-aid that had a little bit of adult flavor in it um and definitely kool-aid for the kids too so uh brother let me tell you it's going to be a great time brother no doubt about it chops let's let's do this man um you know again i've kind of been pushing off this minnesota game but i mean it's week 18 lions still can get that two seed um they play early of course like the eagles and the uh 49ers and Dallas and whoever they all play later so you know the Lions got to go out win the football game you know um, I wouldn't be surprised if I mean obviously they're going to play their guys but I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and try to make a statement early in this game try to just put the pedal to the metal score a bunch of points says they're going to get CJ that's my GJ out there CD Deuce um, Big Mac, a.k.a. Honey Bun, a.k.a. Twinkle Toes, a.k.a. you know what it is. All those nicknames are going to be out there. I mean, uh, you know, we got some other players that, that might either be playing or returning or whatever, but I just feel like go out there, score a bunch of points, put on a show for the fans, get your guys out maybe in the third quarter if you got this one wrapped up. Minnesota's got a little bit to play for, but 
I think this is one you win pretty handily. And then you see where the chips fall. I mean, gosh, Matty Stafford and company should have lost to the Giants last week. They got out by just absolute sheer luck. Lots of other craziness always happens in the NFL, as we know both in real life and because of our fantasy teams. You just never know what's going to happen. It's absolutely crazy, especially when the Zebras are in somebody's back pocket or when they make some crazy calls and change the outcome of ball games. in case we haven't mentioned that. But uh, I, I feel like anything can happen. Win your game. See what happens. I, I'd rather not play Matt Stafford and go through that. But if I do, I'm already getting prepared for the stone cold Dan Campbell poster with him giving Matt Stafford a stunner. Maybe we'll even put your boy Jared Goff on there. We definitely got to put Dan Campbell's head on some type of stone cold body um, and just rep that maybe with the Campbell 313 t-shirts if we can get those in time. But uh, I, I, I would rather play Minnesota. I'd rather play Green Bay. I'd rather play Tampa. I'd rather play the Saints. I mean, Basically, though, like we said before, just give us anybody. Let's get to this playoff game. Let's get rowdy. Let's win it. I got this game against the Vikings. Even if the starters only play three-some quarters, I I got it as like us dropping a a 35-38 point total, just having fun out there. And Minnesota coming in at like 14-20-ish, so... Uh, you know, I think it's a it's a big time beatdown, a celebration for the fans, and get everybody stopped thinking about how we got royally screwed and done up in Dallas by the zebras. Yeah, Minnesota's got everything to play for, and we, I mean, we kind of have nothing to play for. But like Dan Campbell said, we're not resting, guys, and I agree. I think this is just going to be an opportunity. Like Minnesota is going to be the redheaded stepchild that we beat around because we're so pissed off about getting screwed in Dallas. I don't want to get started on it again. Okay. I'm just going to try to focus, like focus, focus, Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota. Okay. All right. So yeah, look, look, I don't, I look, I could go into all of the point favorites and the overrunners. You know what? It doesn't matter. Look, Minnesota. Hey, Hey, Minnesota. Who, who's your quarterback? What is your name? That's right. What is your name? Doesn't matter what your name is. That's right. It doesn't matter what your name is. Minnesota's quarterback, if it's Dobbs, if it's Mullins, if it's some other bum they just picked off the practice squad, it doesn't matter. The Lions are going to come in angry and ready to beat you down, and that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm not even going to give a score prediction. I'll agree. Sure, 38 sounds great, 14, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a Lions W. We finished the season on a high, and we're ready to go back to Ford Field the following week. And again, you know, you talk about it. You don't want to play. You don't want to play the Rams. You'd rather play anybody else. Like the Rams almost lost to the freaking Giants last week. So again, anything is possible. And what better way to kick off the brand new Lions than would be the best way to welcome in the brand new Lions would be for them to come in and destroy the old guard. Let Maddie Staddy come into Ford Field and yeah. just get pounded on by the brand new Lions. And then it's over. Finito. Jared Goff, Stone Cold Stunner onto Matt Stafford. And there's no more talk. And then you know what the talk is? The talk then becomes that Jared Goff is the greatest Lions quarterback ever when he wins the playoff game in Ford Field next week. That's all I'm focused on, people. Not Minnesota. It's going to be the offensive light show. You're going to get my boy. 
Come on, raw. And the Laporta supporters and the hashtag golf train and the D money and your boy, Ja, kicking some butts. And hey, you know what? What would be better than seeing Hutch get unleashed all over Matt Stafford? What could be better? I'm trying to get to all the gimmicks, Choppy, as you get through So many gimmicks just going on and on and on. Chops, I have exclusive audio of Aiden Hutchinson trying to figure out who the new tight ends are for the Minnesota Vikings. You want to hear that? Yes, please play it for me. Who is this Rudy Pooh? Uh, it's 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 gonna be a fun one this Sunday uh, again. The chips are gonna fall where they may. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna be afraid, but the Rams just kind of have that that offense, that team. We really have to be sound in the secondary, other teams. But it's in our house, man. We can't let anybody come to our house and ruin this home playoff game, no matter who it is. So I'm fired up about that. I think we got a lot off our chest here on this show. I know people are still fired up, but if you're a Michigan Wolverine fan, that made you feel better. As this week goes by, you'll you'll get fired up for Lions football to end this season. You'll be scoreboard watching to see who we play. NFL, don't screw us again and give Detroit a Monday night home playoff game when you know everybody in the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan are hard workers. We want to party all morning, all day, and all after the football game for our first home playoff game since 1993. So don't put it on a freaking work day or Goodell, I'm going to come find you, okay? That's first and foremost. Second of all, Chops, we both have this as a dubski, a fun win. We'll see who we play. I mean, you got anything else crazy for the people before we get up out of here, man? No, Okri, I, I'm just excited for this team, excited for the home. This, the, the, listen, the greatest season for the brand new Lions is comes to a completion on Sunday. Regular season over. We're looking at the playoffs? Playoffs? That's exactly what I'm looking at. So let's go. Let's go to Ford Field. Let's go to back-to-back weekends. Let's kick some butt. Let's take care of Minnesota. Let's see who comes up next. And then... Get ready to drink it in all the way to the Super Bowl. The king in the north. The king in the north. Everybody, that's what we got. Serves up some Kool-Aid, some cornbread, some rants. We raved. We hyped you up. We told you about the tailgate. I made fun of Chops losing in the fantasy championship. And we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Playoffs. 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 Drink it in, man. Corn, cornbread. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This game is over. Drink it in, man.